everyone, welcome back. I'm your co-host, Jackie Spinell. And I'm Hannah Meeropotkin. Let's dive right in. Welcome back, everyone, to Dive Right In. Woo! It is honestly so nice to be back and recording with Jackie and here with all of you today. I'm so excited. I was honestly shocked when I was looking at some statistics of the podcast today to find out that it has been five months since we recorded. That's a joke, right? No, it's insane. Oh my goodness. I am so excited. I feel like I've been waiting to sort of get back into the swing of things. And now it's just the perfect opportunity. We're past all of the high holidays and we have, I feel like so much more life experience under our belts now. Um, We're going to talk a little bit later on in the episode about where we've been for these past five months. Um, But we have so much in store for you this, this new fourth season. Yeah, I'm super excited. And also something that Hannah and I talked about, obviously so much has happened over the past five months that like we often, as many of our listeners know, we do episodes based on like current events. And since so much has happened, we don't want to spend too much time just sort of sharing our our um, experiences or just opinions on what's happened. We kind of want to focus on what's going on today. Um, but we will be spending this episode to give a very surface level overview of where we've been and kind of how maybe some of our, uh, I guess, opinions have shifted through through our experiences. For sure. There's honestly like so much that has been going on politically. Um, and something new is that I've been checking the news every day, um, a little bit incentivized by an AP government uh, quiz that we get on the end of the week on current events. But anyways, I have been really enjoying keeping up with the news and it's just made me such an informed person, like much more of an informed person, I think. Um, and I'm really excited to see how that'll influence our podcasting. Yeah, I agree with that. And I and I think that's, it's super important. We're going to be talking a lot about just like civic engagement also just keeping up to date with current events is something that I'm very much trying to do, but it is, it is difficult. Um, also just to keep in mind to like always have multiple um, sources um, and like different sides to anything that's going on is very important. Um, so you're not getting one-sided thoughts or um just like interpretations of what's going on, but we are so, okay. So just sort of jumping right into the episode, as many of our listeners know, we usually start out the episode with an icebreaker, but as this entire episode is going to be a recap kind of of, of where we've been, this entire episode is going to be somewhat of an icebreaker. So as many of you, I'm sure are wondering season four, what does this mean? How is this different? So some things, so we want to, it's junior year for both of us. We want to give ourselves leeway. We already did the one episode per week for an entire year, which was a huge accomplishment. And I know I speak for both of us when I say it was an amazing experience, super fun. And we're so excited to bring the podcast back. But we're going to, our goal is one episode per week, but we'll keep you updated on if that will change. Yeah, honestly, Jackie, we'll keep each other accountable here at the current events, daily news updates. Um, But building off of what you said on season four, we are just so excited 
to be focusing more on the quality of our episodes rather than the quantity. And I think that that's really important and we don't want to overlook um, you know, any elements. So we're definitely going to also be amping up our social media presence. So be sure, don't be sure to follow us. We have a TikTok, a Twitter, an Instagram, Facebook coming soon, question mark. Um, actually, the day that we're recording this right now was the huge Facebook shutdown. So we'll see if Facebook's back up and running. But we're just really excited, excited to continue to produce content, not just podcasts, but also more informational sort of graphics to be posted on Instagram and things like that. Yeah, exactly. And I like what you said, quality over quantity. Um, With that, we're just going to be having shorter episodes too. We've gotten a lot of feedback that just having a slightly more condensed episode just will be more engaging. So we're going to try that out. As you all know, we have so much to say and not enough time to do so. So it's going to be a bit of a challenge, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to attempt. So jumping right in, diving right in. We wanted to talk a little bit about where we were before summer. So we're talking, I guess, April maybe to June, I would say. Um, And so Hannah was, and I'll let her talk a little bit about this. Hannah was on try. Um, Hannah, do you want to talk about that? I would be honored. So try or Tichon Ramayushalayim, is a semester abroad program um, that is in Israel and your home base is in Jerusalem. And the whole concept of the program is that you're not just like a tourist in Israel, you're really like living in the land and you're experiencing like Israeli culture and you're reading different stories in the Tanakh and the Hebrew Bible. And then you're walking the path that our ancestors did and taking all of these ancient hikes and just exploring the beauty of the country around you and I had such an amazing time was an experience I would never trade Um, I made so many great memories and friends we have I'm sure I'll tell you on the podcast lots of stories from my time in Israel and lots of little tidbits of what I learned but you may be thinking about sort of the political climate um, in Israel during the time I was there so I was there from we did the first two months on zoom unfortunately during the due to the pandemic Uh, but we were able to get to Israel for the last two months of the program. Um, And we were there during the entire May incident, what the Israeli side would call the Guardians of the Wall operation. And basically, for those of you that don't know, there was sort of a flare up uh, with Palestinian Israeli uh, violence. I don't want to get too much into the politics, but it definitely has changed my perspective on a lot of things. Um, I like to say now that I am I don't know how to phrase this, but I have definitely taught myself to make sure to really educate myself on both sides. And I am really proud to say that I have come back from Israel, um, I think as more of an enlightened person. And I have a lot of these sort of new ideas that I've sort of taken from the situation. Um, I definitely want to touch a little bit on sort of my personal experience while I was there in Israel during the Guardians of the Wall operation. Um, I was sitting in a classroom it was like 5.30 and we were actually learning about Israeli politics that day. Um, and we were talking about an upcoming election and also discussing a little bit of what was happening in Sheikh Jarrah, uh, which is the Palestinian neighborhood in the West Bank. Um, and there is a lot of violence occurring there. 
And I got a little bit of a news update on my phone around 5.30. That was like, if Israel doesn't, if the Israeli forces aren't removed from Sheikh Jarrah by 6 p.m., then uh, Gaza is going to start sending all of these missiles and rockets into Israel. And, you know, I checked my phone and I was like, huh, what's this about? And our teacher was like, oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. You know, this isn't going to happen. It's just an empty threat. Lo and behold, 6.01 comes around and my teacher uh, that was actually teaching a separate class at the time uh, comes running into my classroom and goes, I, and I quote, try, try, we're on the move. And I didn't even think to like grab my phone. I just left everything in that classroom and we ran for our like safe zone. Luckily, we were all safe. We really weren't affected um, by any missiles in our direct area, but there were missiles in the broader Jerusalem area. And it really just opened up my eyes to, I guess you could say the real world. Um, and if you guys follow me personally on Instagram, I made this Instagram post titled Hannah's Tips for Talking About the Israeli and Palestinian Conflict. And I list a bunch of my sort of newfound opinions. So if you're interested, um, I think one of the main things is that the media can really paint the picture like however they want. And this is such an issue, but now there's all these people that are claiming to be experts on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, trying to educate others, but really not educated themselves. So I think that my biggest takeaway from my semester in Israel is really just to listen to other people and actually listen and hear what they're saying and sort of take that to heart and sort of unlearn what you've learned in the past in order to sort of pave the way for a brighter future. Thank you, Hannah, for, for sharing about your experience. And I'm interested in sort of unpacking your, your new formed beliefs and, and, and whatnot um, in, your, in the next couple episodes of the podcast. And I definitely encourage everybody who's listening to follow Hannah on Instagram because why not? And it's filled with just useful information and tips like she kind of alluded to. Thank you so much. Honestly, that means a lot. And you should all go follow Jackie um, and also our podcast Instagram. And I'm sorry for rambling so much there. I feel like there's so much to discuss when it comes to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And it's really hard to unpack two months of an Israel experience in like three or four minutes. But um, we're definitely going to do our best to bring on lots of guests to sort of talk about their experiences with their own unique Judaism. Um, and I just wanted to open up the floor to you, Jackie, because I know you have also had an amazing and incredible experience this past spring. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? All right, yeah, so this past spring, um, I would say about April to really right before I left to camp, um, the election was June 22nd. Um, I was working on the campaign of a um, Manhattan district attorney by the name of Tali Farhadi and Weinstein. This was just, an amazing um, just opportunity and experience. So Tali Farhadi and Weinstein is a democratic candidate. She is Jewish. She grew up, she was born in Iran, faced persecution and came to America. Um, she's very big on gender-based violence and she has a lot of experience in the Brooklyn DA office, um, as well as under Obama and under Sandra Day O'Connor and um, and many others. And even though she did not end up winning, it was the Democratic primaries on June 22nd. Um, even though she did not end up winning the Democratic primaries um, and did not get the position, it was still 
it was it was felt really great to be so involved in the election and in politics in general um, in New York City. This was for I, I'm sure a lot of the listeners um, li- live in New York City or around, so know how big of an, an election it was. Um, New York City is 70% Democratic, so it really is kind of like the major election because these are going to be the candidates pretty much um, almost all the time that are going to end up winning. Um, so who did win was Alvin Bragg, who is also an amazing candidate. I, I definitely did. Um, I, I definitely do like um, where he stands as well. But um, talking a little bit about what I did for Tali. So I think I devoted probably over, I would say over 100 and maybe 25 hours, something like that, over the, th- over the two, three months. Um, a lot of canvassing. Um, so like on in park, in Central Park specifically, um, on street corners, I just give out flyers um, and tell people about her, tell her to vote when voting is. I would do a lot of door knocking, which is really going up to people's um, registered Democrats apartments and um, just sort of spreading the word about her, telling them to vote and phone banking, which we've done a couple phone banking um, for the podcast, specifically uh, the presidential election last year. I think one big takeaway I had from this experience was just going out of my comfort zone and really fighting for something that I believed in. Um, knowing so much about one candidate and, and like getting so deep in it that like you just want everybody to vote for her it was just like it was just an overwhelming amazing feeling and it was just like something that I was just so thankful and grateful to be a part of that sounds like such an amazing experience Jackie and I feel like I have so much to learn from you now that you were really involved in this democratic process what was it like to be such a young teen sort of showing the world that it doesn't matter how old you are, you can still be involved in politics, even from such a young age? That is such a good question, Hannah. So something, so what I really liked, and I actually was the founder of the kind of sub-organization, um, not affiliated with the campaign called Students for Tali. Um, so there were actually a lot of students and people my age who were volunteering. And I ended up making a couple of friends and just like acquaintances through it, which was really great. Got to meet a lot of interesting people with similar beliefs to me. Um, But I think something, so I'm sure a lot of you know that New Yorkers are not always super nice, but they also can be very nice. Um, So going up to people's apartments, especially knocking on their doors, some people were very rude, um, but other people were just like amazed by the fact that such young people, um, high schoolers, young high schoolers would feel so strongly about a about like politics that they would spend their Sunday or like Tuesday afternoon um, campaigning for the candidate. So it was it was great to just like have conversations with people who really were proud of the young generation. That's honestly incredible. And the stereotype of New Yorkers being rude, I feel like it just kind of gives me a perspective into city life. And honestly, I think it's amazing that you were able to 
sort of have such a leadership position um, and really kind of make this campaign your own and find something that you are really passionate about. And speaking about passion, Jackie and I, the way that we met, in case you didn't know, because we definitely don't talk about this enough, uh, we both met at Camp Vermont in Canada a number of years ago, a Jewish sleepaway camp, um, and we were devastated to find out this year that American campers, um, Jackie lives in now New Jersey and I live here in Ohio, uh, we were devastated to find out that our summer camp wasn't going to be able to have American campers this year and only Canadian campers were going to be able to attend. And this sort of left us in a little bit of a pickle. What were we gonna do for the summer? Was it worth going back to another camp? It's gonna be our last summer as campers or as counselors in training is what we were. Um, was it worth it to start a new camp? And I'll let Jackie sort of lead you, tell you a little bit about the decision we made and how that, how that impacted our summer. Yeah, thanks for that, Hannah. And I do just want to go back and clear up any confusion. I did move to New Jersey over the summer. So just if that was a little confusing. Um, but yes, so um, we ended up, so Hannah and I are both big camp people. Um, and so we decided for our last year, we're just going to go to Camp Ramon, New England, which um, is the same, same camp, just in um, Palmer, Massachusetts. And we went um, with a couple other, there were, there were five girls and, oh no, seven girls who went from our, from Vermont, Canada and two boys. And all of us are pretty close, which was really great. And what's different about this camp is when you're in your, the last age group, you were all kind of, um, live in a building instead of different cabins. So we were all able to live together and we were able to integrate well into their um, age group and their their environment, their camp life. And I think both of us walked out of the just overall camp experience with so many memories, new friends, and just beautiful insights into just like, I, I learned so much from this past summer. I can't even express. I learned so much about myself. I learned about how camp really is about the people. And, you know, a big part of it is the place. Don't get me wrong. But as long as you're with the people who, who are just like, I mean, best people in the world, best friends, it's really hard to have a bad negative experience. There'll be rough times, but it was really great experience. And I was so, I was just so, so happy walking out of that. Honestly, I can't agree with you more. I was really honestly very nervous going into it. It's a whole new group of people other than, you know, a sort of Canadian refugees is sort of what we were referred to um, throughout the summer. And we didn't know any of their camp traditions or what it was really like. We didn't really know people. Um, and we were kind of worried about how we were going to be recepted. And honestly, I was so amazed by everyone's welcomeness and openness to sort of teach us what it's like to go to Vermont, New England. And everyone really welcomed us with such a warm embrace. And throughout the summer, I was a CIT for the Amit Seamers, which are the campers with special needs. 
and Jackie was also a counselor in training for the um, campers of special needs and she also got the opportunity to be a CIT for I believe it was going into third graders going into sixth graders oh okay way off there going into <laughs> sixth graders um, but either way an amazing experience where we really just got to own our leadership skills and also sort of make the camp our own even though it wasn't you know where we were intending to go for the summer and I think that it just really teaches really just taught me that trying new things and new experiences are incredibly scary but in the end so much good can came, can come out of them and I'm so thankful to have the opportunity that I did to go to Vermont Palmer this summer. I love that Hannah and I know it, it may even sound a little bit corny I was very skeptical too and I know all of us, all of the Ramah Canada people who went to Ramah Palmer, we're all very skeptical. You know, we're all camp people. We're such camp people that we were willing to go to another camp for our last summer. Um, but all of us walked out. It was just, I can't even express how just nice and genuine the people at Ramah Palmer are um, to just like let us in and let us be part of their their culture and their traditions and their um, life was just like, it was an unforgettable experience. And also, I think it was also very interesting and something that both Hannah and I noticed early on is how kind of progressive this camp was, even though it was the exact same camp, it was just in its beliefs and the way it went about, you know, we sh I've never shared my pronouns so many times as I did those first 48 hours, but I think that was important. And I think that really created a safe space for the rest of the, for the rest of the summer. And it kind of just set us all up for, for just like a good, a good time. Honestly, I want to build off of that a minute. I don't think Jackie's sort of explaining or conveying to you the extent of the liberalism at this camp. And it was honestly incredible to see. We came from a camp where everything was sort of very gendered. You have the girls shower house and you have the boys shower house. But no, I were all Palmer. They really, really worked hard to, and it wasn't a perfect system. It wasn't flawless to make sure that everyone had a space that they felt comfortable expressing themselves in. Um, we shared our pronouns every time we said our name. There were signs in every Binyan or Tsarif building or cabin uh, that said like LGBTQ plus safe zone. There is a Keshet meeting, which Keshet is an organization um, providing safe spaces for queer teens. There was just, they really worked to sort of G-dent, sorry. They really worked to de-gender uh, sort of the camp experience. And it's it really wasn't perfect, but I think that this, sort of taught me how much more I can be doing personally to be an ally to more marginalized communities. And something that I had frankly never really seen before was a land acknowledgement um, posted in a majority of the buildings on campus, just acknowledging the indigenous peoples that were on the land before us. And it just made camp all the more meaningful, I think. I definitely agree with that. And I would say it, took, it actually took some time to get used to. All of these great things are something that I never saw before at Vermont Canada. And so I kind of, at first I was, I missed the very gen, not missed, but I, 
I associated camp with the very gendered society and lots of lots of gendered traditions and stuff like that. But this camp, it was just, it really put everybody on, for the most part on equal ground and really encouraged any type of person to feel comfortable and to, uh, to just be a part of the community, which I, I loved. Yeah, and we sort of wanted to take this opportunity to just validate how difficult stepping out of your comfort zone is, but how vitally important it is to just giving, just giving your all and trying new experiences. I think that's sort of what makes a person really well-rounded and it's just great to try new things and get out there. Um, and speaking of getting ourselves out there, Jackie, what are you up to now, fall 2021? Tell me about it. So fall 2021, beginning of junior year in high school, I am just moved to New Jersey, um, which has been a bit of getting used to. It's it's nice to have the space for anybody that doesn't know I am coming from Manhattan, which Manhattan, New York City, I have lived my entire life. Um, but I go to school in New Jersey. So it's not that big of a change, but it's really great to have the space. It's very boring, but great to have the space. And I'm doing field hockey a lot, which is amazing. It keeps me so happy. And that's pretty much it. Hannah, tell me about where you are right now. I don't think my life is quite as exciting as yours is, but um, I'm really proud of myself this year for advocating for myself when it, when it came to choosing classes that were right for me. I have an amazing course load with some really great teachers this year. Um, I'm taking a class that I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot about this podcast called Human Rights, uh, where it really talks, well, it's called Human Rights and Conflict, um, which really just discusses sort of issues that are going, around, going on in society today, looking at historical sort of cases such as the Holocaust or the Rwandan genocide and talking about how that can make us, you know, the lessons from those, um, from this historical events can really just make us better people now. And in the spring, I'll be taking sociology, taking AP Gov this year, taking AP Macroeconomics. I'm just so excited about my sort of social studies slew of classes. Starting to look a little bit into colleges uh, what else is going on? I My schedule is packed with lots of extracurriculars. We've got some great USY programs, some great Jewish organizations, and I'm just looking to have an amazing rest of my junior year with my friends. I love that. That makes me so happy. Um, and kind of, I would guess the major takeaway from this episode is really how important it is to go outside of your comfort zone and do what makes you happy. So just sort of concluding the episode, um, we did want to just sort of circle back to some new changes in season four. I know we mentioned them all, pretty much them all already, but since we, this this season, we want to do episodes that really on topics that you all are really interested in. Um, maybe if there's something that you are fascinated on and just want um, like a high schooler's opinion or our opinion, or you want a guest for, um, we, we will be, we would love to do more episodes like that. So to do that, we're going to need you all to please contact us more. Please reach out to us on episodes or on topics of episodes that 
you'd be interested in, you can, we'll list all of our socials in the blurb as well as our normal outro, but we hope to hear from you. And we do have an amazing lineup of episodes um, for the next couple of weeks, which we're super excited for. Seriously, get excited. We have so much in store. And if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, oh my gosh, we would absolutely love to have you. Uh, Please, please reach out. As Jackie said, we need lots more engagement from our listeners. Um, And that's something that we're looking, looking forward to this year. That's it for this week's episode of Dive Right In with Jackie and Hannah. If you liked what you heard, then you can find us on Instagram at Dive Right In Podcast, as well as our website, www.diverightinpodcast.weebly.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen, and you can leave any additional feedback at diverightinpodcast at gmail.com. And you just go right in. Go right in.